Good morning. It's, uh, it's nice to, as Dale mentioned this morning already, it's nice to be back at the building after a few months away, but I, I hope and I'm sure I, I'm encouraged that you have, on Sunday morning since then, been able to worship in your own way, in your own homes, and, and we're, we're you know, very thankful for Winnipeg and Weyburn and the other ones that have, have been put lessons up that we can still have a time of worship. Just because we can't be at the building doesn't mean that we don't worship God. So uh, it's, it's been a different experience, for sure. And it's nice to, to get back to the building, too. Um, that we can see each other face-to-face -face and worship with each other uh, together as well is really nice. Uh, this, this image may be familiar to a few. If you've watched a couple of the, the videos I've done in the last couple of weeks, uh, on the website and on the church YouTube page entitled What Can We Do Now? Just a short little series. I think I've only done a couple videos yet. Um, maybe about five minutes long or so. Uh, but in, in this series, I talked a little bit about what can we do now as, you know, before we were going to, together, uh, what can we do as the church that we're not together very often, but there's still things that we can do, that there's still things that we can do, have our relationship with God. And so the first video I did, I talked about prayer, that we can still have an active uh, prayer life, and that that's very important to have at, at home. And then I also talked about, about studying the Bible, right? The, the church building isn't the only place where the Bible is studied, so you all have one at home, and we're, we're able to, to study at home as well, even if we're not in our regular routine of of worship on Sundays and Bible studies throughout different times, we still have opportunities to study. And so this morning I thought I'd kind of continue that a little bit as we're kind of now taking the next step in and being together on Sundays. Uh, but still, you know, at, you know, we can still ask this question of what, what can we do now? And so the idea that I want to bring up this morning is that we can be united together. That we as the church are together, we are united as one group, and, and that, that can be a very powerful thing. And even be united when we were apart. Uh, our, our unity as the church didn't die after March 17th, whatever it was there, until now. It wasn't on a break. We were still united, but we needed to find different ways to have that unity with each other. Uh, and, and we were able to do that through certain, you know, Bible studies through Zoom and different things that we were able to, to do and, and coffee chat and different things that we were still able to uh, talk to each other and, and, and be with each other. Uh, so this morning, I want to look at Philippians chapter 2, where Paul talks to the church about being united with Christ, and he gives us a few qualities in which we as the church should have, and in, in, in a way that we should look together. So we'll start in Philippians chapter 2, the first four verses. It says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, 
Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. So Paul has a real calling for the church here. He calls the, the church to be united in Christ. And if they can do that, that's going to bring great joy to Paul. He really wants to see the church being united. And that will make him, make him quite happy. And so Paul knew, as, as we should as well, that we are, when we are united in Christ, very powerful things can happen. Paul knew that this needed to be a cornerstone of Christianity, that, that everybody needed to be united together and be one in Christ. So he gives a few things here, a few qualities that he wants the church to be like. And he uses the phrase, be of the same mind, be one mind. And so when we... When we think of that, we, we think that we, within the church, we're all different people, right? We all have different personalities. We all have different ways of doing things. Uh, we're, 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 we are individuals. But when we come together as the church, we are of all the same mind when it comes to Christ and when it comes to being Christians, that there are certain qualities that we all have, even though no matter what our personalities are like. So Paul mentions a few things in here. He talks about having comfort in the love of Christ. That no matter what's going on in our lives or in the world, that we can always have comfort in Christ. And as the church, we can have comfort in each other. He talks about sharing in the Spirit. That this isn't... A, just the one thing that we do by ourselves that we share with each other we share uh, study together we share our knowledge together we share our questions together and and we share all that within the spirit of each other he talks about, be, about tenderness and compassion and humility which we'll look a little further on in a minute and he finishes that off by saying looking to the interests of others so Paul gives a list here of, of ways that he wants the church to be. He wants them to be tender and compassionate and have humility. And, and not looking at just themselves, looking at others and what others need. And to be all united in this thought and be of the same mind. So this morning I want us to think a little bit globally. The last few months has brought us together, I think, in a way of the entire world. This virus that has spread across the world has impacted every country in the world. Some in, in really bad ways and harsh ways, some more economic ways and things like that. But it's impacted the entire globe. This is something that isn't just a pocket of the world here and there. But this is something that our entire world has been dealing with. And that's really unique, that the whole world deals with something, the same thing, at the same time. Right? We kind of have an idea that our world is really big and it's really far from here to there and really different from here to there. But when we have something like this come up, we realize that our world really isn't that big, that something like this can spread very, very quickly, and that everybody in the world deals with it. 
And so the whole world has been dealing with this, this virus and this pandemic for the last few months. Some have struggled really, really harshly. A lot have lost their jobs. Uh, some have lost their homes. Uh, that they, and a lot have lost their health. And many have lost their lives. Uh, one of the things I want us to, to think about is that we want to think beyond our own bubble here. As Dale mentioned at, in, in earlier, that we are very blessed here in Manitoba. The, the virus hasn't impacted us really harshly. Manitoba's done very well in response with it. Our community here has had very little impact with it. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Uh, we've been blessed to not it have a huge worry on us, but we are still concerned about it. But we are as Christians, think about the entire world and how the whole world is doing, not just how we are doing. So it is beyond our own community, it is beyond our own bubble that we need to think of how the world is doing and what we can do about that. I hear that God is everywhere and that people are everywhere. Right? And so God covers the whole world and His Word covers the whole world and so we need to be recognizing that the whole world is watched by God and needs God and needs the gospel. So it's important to think about what people are going through in other parts of the world, not just what we're going through and we're dealing with here. And so one of the main points that Paul brings up in Philippians here is the idea of humility. And humility is one of the key characteristics that the Christian life will revolve around. He says in verses two, uh, chapter 2, again still, in verses 3 through 8, he says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own, your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross." So humility is a very important trait that we need to have in our lives. It's important, but it can be challenging. As just part of human nature, we have a tendency to look to ourselves. And we have a bit of a selfish nature in us. That we want to make sure that we are okay, and our immediate family, our immediate ones around us are okay. And then, if that's all okay then we'll look outside. Then we'll look beyond our bubble, our group. But humility is calling us, and Paul is calling us here, to not just think of ourselves and make sure that we're okay, but to look out to the world and see what the world is going through, see what the world needs, and act accordingly to that. Go out and help the world. Act like Christ did as he went out and helped the world around him. It's easy just to think 
As long as we're secure, then we'll go help. But that's not really what Paul is calling us to do. We need, other people need help, even when we need help. And we need to be able to train ourselves and, and recognize in ourselves that we need to help those people, even if it's, I'm still uncomfortable. And that's not an easy quality to, to have. You know, we live very comfortable lives here. And we've been comfortable even in the last few months, even if we've had some things, you know, uh, that, that have been delayed or, or just, um, that, we, that we've had things uncomfortable a little bit. But we're okay with that. It's, it's not that big of a deal. We're still pretty comfortable. We go home to a house with nice air conditioning on a day today, or... Uh, we, we can still go to the store and get groceries. We can still pay our mortgage and we can still uh, buy food. But many, many people in the world right now cannot do that. And we need to train ourselves to constantly think about those people and then what can we do for them. The other thing Paul brings up is, this, is the idea of love. And, and love goes through the entire Bible, Right from the beginning, right to the end of it, the, the whole thing really hinders on love. And, and Paul emphasizes that again here uh, in verses 14 to 16. He says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. Paul talks about having a loving attitude. Uh, that all things hinder on love and thinking about others. When we love others, we're going to want the best for them. We're going to look at what do they need and what can I do to help them. In these couple of verses, Paul emphasizes the importance of being different than the world. He, he talks about uh, that, we, that we do everything without grumbling or arguing, that we may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Paul wrote that nearly 2,000 years ago in a warped and crooked generation. And we can say the same thing about our generation here, in our, our, our world now. But Paul says, be children of God in that world. And he says, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. That when we are different than the world, when we are showing love, we will shine like stars. We've had a, a, a number of really nice, clear days lately, and we've been able to go outside, and I, and I hope you have, and I encourage you to, even tonight, to go and look at the stars. And the stars have been around our entire lives. Everybody in the world has been able to see the stars. But yet, every time you look at them, they're attractive to you. They're nice. They're beautiful. And the world can look up in the stars and go, wow, that's amazing. And Paul's saying that we should have that same effect. 
that people should look at us as Christians and say, wow, they're, they shine, they're amazing, they're, they're, that's really great that they are like that. That we can shine and be powerful like that in our world. He talks about not uh, grumbling and arguing. You know, it's very easy when things are, uh, are uncomfortable or when, when, when things are a little different for a while that we can complain and we can argue about, well, I can't, why can't I do this? Or why couldn't I do that? Or, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll meet somebody or talk to somebody on the phone and they'll complain about, about all the things that were closed or inconvenienced or, you know, the government didn't give enough money or gave too much money or whatever it is. People love to complain and argue with each other. And, and they did then, too, 2,000 years ago. The human nature hasn't changed that much. But Paul encourages us to not be like that, that we need to be different. We need to be not the ones that are arguing and complaining about everything, but that we're showing humility and that we're showing love to each other. So what can we do now? We can be united, whether we are here at the building with each other or even still at home, uh, worshiping at, you know, with, with, with our family. We can be united in humility and love. That if we really focus on these two qualities and train ourselves to, to think these ways, that we can be united in Christ as the church. The last few months, we've had a lot of opportunities to think how we're going to respond to something. Everybody has an opinion about things. Everybody has a reaction to things. And we've been able to see how, we're, how are we going to respond? How have we been responding? Have we been responding grumbling and arguing, or have we been responding out of humility and love for not just ourselves and not just our immediate bubble, but for the entire world? That we can have an impact on the entire world as we spread the gospel within it. And I hope that we, as we show humility and love, that we will shine like stars and be attractive in this world and be different in this world so that others can see the love we have and that it comes from God and our relationship with Christ.